Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, part two, one minute at a time. I'm Nick Mendez in the news. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Pete the Retailer. And today we are going back to minute 34, which ends with uh, Biff driving off, flying off more rather, with the DeLorean time machine and ends with... Uh, you know, Grandma Lorraine uh, futzing over uh, uh, really sad Al Pacino Godfather 3 looking Marty. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, ju- I, I have to say, right at the top of the minute, uh, Biff flying away in the DeLorean, I think, has to be one of the most technically impressive things in this movie yeah because the it flies right by the camera and you can see inside and it's obviously biff like it's not it's not like a cardboard cutout of biff or like a like a weird like photo something of biff like it's it's like moving around in there yeah right it's really cool i don't it like cuts from it somehow like merges from the the model the miniature to a practical effect back to a miniature in one shot yeah and like i love Great. the little animation of him knocking over the garbage cubes yeah it's it's similar to um the way the tunes would interact with live action objects in Roger Rabbit right yeah really good i like yeah. that a lot i think i just think it's really cool looking yeah. Speaking uh, of interactions, there's very little of it going on at the uh, McFly dinner table. <laughs> yes, very little. Well, we haven't even gotten to the dinner table yet. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we, we missed a very important part. Yeah, we got to talk about Pizza Hut. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited because when you guys, you know, just literally a week or two ago, I, I mentioned this via email, but I was like, oh, yeah, those guys are doing Back to the Future too now, I, you know. If I get to go back on, I hope I get to talk about Pizza Hut because that's my main association with Back to the Future 2. And then <laughs> literally a day or two later, you guys are just like, hey, do you want these minutes? And I was like, ah, oh, Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so uh, you get your pizza in a little foil bag mm-hmm. from Pizza Hut and you put it in the rehydrator and you rehydrate it. And it makes me wonder... Uh, I, I I actually I didn't look this up and I and I meant to and I forgot. But do, you, do is is Papa Murphy's a is that a primarily Midwest thing or no? Or, we had a Papa Murphy's in Texas when I was in high school. Do you know what a Papa Murphy's is, Pete? I've never heard of it. No. Okay, so you're going to be horrified because you're from New York. Um, so Papa Murphy's is. And I think it's because I think it's only in rural areas, um, which would make sense that it would be in Texas, uh, Mm -hmm. Nick. But the point of a Papa Murphy's is that you go into a Papa Murphy's and you order a pizza the way that you order a sub at Subway. Okay. um, Where they make the pizza in front of you. And then you take it home and you bake it yourself. Huh. And the point of it being in rural areas is that you can't have delivery in a rural area because it's too far spread. Like yeah. the, 
a delivery zone can't go out that far. So if you live out in the middle of a cornfield, you're not going to get pizza delivered to you. Yeah, but after and, work or after school, you could go, you know, get a Papa Murphy's pizza made, get home by like 5:30 or 6 and pop it in and that and that, you know, that son of a bitch is ready by dinner. Right, right. Huh. Um that's the idea of it. Uh and 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 so I I it seems like Pizza Hut has sort of become that. Hmm. Well, like, how do we even know that he bo- she bought this at a Pizza Hut? I mean, she could have bought that at a Seven Eleven. You know, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it just could have been like you know, I think they don't they sell like White Castle burgers in the yeah in every every frozen section of the grocery store now. I oh, totally. You right. have to get them from a White Castle. Right. Well, and and there's it, it, it's also it reminds me of uh, Chi-Chi's. Do you remember Chi-Chi's? Um, no, that I did not have. The the it was a it's a it was a nationwide like Mexican restaurant tr- chain called Chi Chi's. Uh, I actually don't go. I don't eat Mexican food a lot because like, I mean, no one can do better than my mom. Right. That's so. Fair. I just I kind of don't make. I mean, I it actually I don't. Nick, you might not. You, you the reason you might not know Chi Chi's specifically is because I think Chi Chi's was gone by the time uh, you would have been like independently going to restaurants. restaurants and things like that. Do you guys remember ponchos? No. Whoa. Raise the flag. Raise no. the flag. Are you <laughs> that ready sounds like a Texas thing. A little thing. more ponchos. Raise um, the flag. Raise the flag. Are you ready for some ponchos? My Mexican <laughs> buffet. Wow. Um, oh, Mexican buffet. Interesting. Yeah. You would raise your little Mexican flag and um, they would they would bring you more food. Oh wow! Wow, it was again very Texas. <laughs> wow, um, and yet the place was called Ponchos. That's interesting. Yes, there's a lot uh, that could be unpacked there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot to read in there. Yeah, um, but yeah, with with going back to the Chi-Chi's thing, the reason I brought it up is because Chi-Chi's went out of business, but Chi-Chi's had also was so popular that it also had a line of like the salsa and their chips and things like that they would sell in stores as well so chi chi's brand like taco shells and things like that and when the restaurants went out of business the grocery store line stayed in business and you can still get chi chi salsa and all of that stuff interesting yeah so it reminds me of, of, of that with the Pizza mm-hmm. Hut. So I almost wonder if Pizza Hut is even a business anymore or if they're just like this grocery store chain. Mm-hmm. There is something really – okay, you know how like in the – you know, like in the, the America's fifth, you know, in the kind of never really existed nostalgic golden age of America, there was like, you know, people would sit down for dinner and people would talk and there would be pictures of milk and all that, you know, bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. But, Blue milk, yeah. Blue milk. <laughs> yes, exactly. But like this, this to me is an American dinner night. You know, it's like an '80s American dinner. Yeah, there's something very late, late '80s, early '90s about. I don't know. Like I, I know exactly what kind of night this was in this mm-hmm. scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like the opening scene from ET. Yeah, and like yeah. of course, well, grandma all- and grandpa brought pizza. You know what I mean? Yeah, where they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and the 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 pizza comes or whatever, and yeah, yeah, the the brother and all of his friends are playing Dungeons and Dragons. So what this reminds me of. I feel yeah, like I movies mean, don't really have families anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I, I feel like families are not like this anymore. What do you mean, Scott? I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty true. But but it would be cool to start saying movies be more progressive about now. Have you seen the thing how there might be a lesbian couple in Finding Dory? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Oh, that'd be cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lesbian couple in um, this show. There was an Arthur spinoff starring Buster the Rabbit. And, uh, oh, you know, I remember! I remember that. That was yeah. really controversial. <laughs> yeah, he went to San Francisco and met a couple of cool, like bunny lesbians, and they like, let him hang out at, at her at their house for like a week. Yeah, <laughs> remember well. that. Um, but well, this is part of why. I mean, this weird family. This, like, like you said, it it totally evokes the time period that it was made, even though it's not really representing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like weirdly. Um, retro instead of futuristic at this point. Yeah, but, but it, I mean, it totally like lo- like brings me back. That's part of why I wanted the mm-hmm. you know, my main association with it. Like I said, is Pizza Hut because I like specifically remember going to a Pizza Hut because they had a Back to the Future promotion and getting mm-hmm. these crazy these like quote unquote futuristic sunglasses. Is oh. it kind of like what they're wearing at dinner? Uh, no, not exactly. I don't think these are actually, like, I could be wrong. Some of them might be in the, in the actual movie, like, in, Mm -hmm. in, on background character, you know, extras or something. Sure, yeah. But they're just, you know, they basically look like, you know, 80s idea of the future, or of, like, you know, Mm. new wave, kind of, whatever. So Uh, I just looked them up, and they were called Solar Shades. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking I, on eBay. I, I just found the ones that I had, and I'm tempted to put a bid on it because it's only at like five dollars right now. Oh, nice! Yeah, but Pizza Hut, Back to the Future, Solar Shades. Yeah, and I have that's interesting. Just, really, I think I think it might have been in Florida. We might have been visiting my grandmother yeah. for for Thanksgiving. Let's say yeah. when I was when I was young, I was a total sucker for any like fast food promotional movie campaign. Yeah. You know. Pizza Hut was like the king of it in mm-hmm. the in the eighties and nineties. Like Land Before I, Time. Yeah, Land Before Time. I remember Batman. They had a huge promotion with Batman. Huh. The Page Master. I remember. <laughs> um, a lot of movies like that. They apparently they also uh, sold the Pizza Hut pizza in the little in the little foil baggie, um, but it was like a play doh thing. Oh. You know. Even yeah. when I was a kid, a lot of kids ate that. I'm sure a lot <laughs> of were, kids ate that. <laughs> we were not a pizza. We were not a. We, we still aren't a Pizza Hut family. My family, like Pizza Hut, is like a last resort for us. We're we're very much like in the like, right. But but again, you're coming in a generation where there's like ten times as many options for pizza. Sure. Uh, the, right. Back in the day, it was. It was like it was like Pizza Hut and Little Caesars and Domino's were like the three options. Oh man, Domino's every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, growing up when I was much younger, I feel like we always had, you know, there was a local pizza guy and we all knew him and stuff like that. But yeah, then I feel like in in the you know mid to late eighties, there was a little dalliance with like, oh, here's this new you know fancy. It almost seemed weirdly high tech Pizza Hut or something. It was like, oh, there's <laughs> Pizza Hut and they have this crazy like. Uh, you know, fast food pizza. And then, you know, only for a couple of years and then just went back to whatever normal, uh, you know, local Mm -hmm. pizza guy. 
real New York pizza. <laughs> Scottrick, as, as as an Italian, do you did you guys have a specific like were you were did you guys get Pizza Hut a lot or did you stick your nose up at the the prospect? Well, well, uh, only only half my family is truly Italian. They're like a hundred percent Italian on my dad's mm-hmm. side. Um, and, and so my dad's family was very picky about the kind of pizza we ate. So we wouldn't get pizza hut and things like that. But after my parents were divorced, my mom would just, we would get whatever. So like we would usually get little Caesars, but we would get pizza hut when they would have promotions like this. Cause see little Caesars, you could just pick up a box and, you know, throw your money at the person behind the counter and just walk out. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah. we would always get, I remember we would always get, uh, one pizza, but then we would get like three things of crazy bread because that's the reason <laughs> you would go to little Caesars sure, yeah. for the crazy bread. Um, yeah, my, my experience is almost exactly the same that my dad's side is completely Italian. So that was, you know, my grandma would like make a pizza before we would eat. Right. Before we would ever get Domino's or Pizza Hut or anything like that. But then my mom's side, not Italian at all. So <laughs> she's the one who was buying me Pizza Hut every once in a while. Right. Yeah. Is that coffee in the picture next to Marlene? Because it looks gunky. I, I don't know. Well, I want to get to that later. I, I want to get to that a, a little bit later. But yeah, it's I, yeah. I think it's tea. I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Um, so it's a pepperoni and like crappy pepper pizza. Green peppers. Green peppers, but yeah. it, it no, but the level of like. The amount of care put into the pepperoni side is so much greater than the side put into the green pepper side. <laughs> yeah, the green peppers don't even look cooked. Yeah, they, it looks so bad compared to the pepperoni side. Well, they're supposed to be a tiny bit crispy, I think, right? I don't know. Oh, is that what it is? Although, the one that she takes out of the oven looks different than the one that she puts on the on the table. And that's not surprising, but... Mm-hmm. You really know how to hydrate a pizza, Lorraine. <laughs> Plus, I love that the hydrator has, the, like... You know, the green light and then the red light means it's going on, you know, it's activating mm-hmm. or whatever. But then it's also got a yellow light. It's got like a caution or a warning light or something that we don't see <laughs> light up. But I wonder what would make that go. Like, uh, maybe, maybe. Happening. Well, if it's a rehydrator, it probably has water. And I know that mm-hmm. my, it even sounds like a coffee maker, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know my coffee maker, if you put so much mileage on it, a light turns on to say like you have to run like a cleaning cycle. Huh. All right. Or maybe that's like the cleaning cycle light. I um, buy it. Yeah. I like the sound though. I like that it sounds like a coffee maker. Right. <laughs> like a coffee maker in fast forward. <laughs> it's 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 a good it's a really satisfying sound. You're like, yeah, pizza. Uh, oh yeah. Wow, those two pizzas look so different. Yeah, really the pizza that she sets down looks like it's just been sitting. It's like it's like that the pizza where like you're you're in college or whatever and you order pizza the night before and you fall asleep and then you wake up the next morning and you just open the box and eat whatever's in there. <laughs> That's what the pizza right. looks like that she sat pizza. down. <laughs> you like morning after pizza that hasn't been refrigerated. Oh, it's still good. It also seems so the steam is animated it looks like. Really? Yeah. Well, that like, well that makes sense. That just, makes sense because she's touching. Yeah, she's touching the pan. Right. I oh, know. I mean, the steam coming out of the uh, when she puts it down. Oh. Oh yeah! Look at that. Mist or something. You know, they could have just sprayed some. You know, 
smoke machine or, or right. in, in the hydrator. But then when she puts it down, I think it's just animated steam. To <laughs> You're right. It is just animated. That's weird. What a strange. It's it's like they they filmed it and then realized that they forgot the steam right. on the day. Well, for continuity, they're like, well, why don't we just put some steam on there. Yeah. Which means somebody had to hand animate just like a couple frames of steam. Yeah. When she pulls the the pizza she pulls out of the rehydrator, like I want in my mouth right now. <laughs> the pizza that she sets down. Also, the pizza that she pulls out of the hydrator is not cut. Right. And then when she sets it down, it's cut. Well, I'm sure there was a there's not a, a cut scene with like a, a cut scene with a, a kind of pizza <laughs> cutting cut, robot cut, drone cut or scene. something. A cut cut scene. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I, uh, yeah, it, it just does not look good when she sets it down. No. Um, but I like that. I think it's funny that the, the green pepper side is the more popular side. Right. And in fact, nobody wants the pepperoni because even Marty Jr. who takes the pepperoni is, is wiping the pepperonis <laughs> yeah. off of the pizza. He's just picking them off as yeah. uh, before he eats them. Maybe what if uh, I wonder if the the pizza uh, maybe the pizza maybe Pizza Hut is now like a Red Box thing. Oh, yeah, maybe. Where you like go to like the Red Box and you choose the options and then the little thing comes out like a vending machine kind right. of. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, it's like because I mean that's kind of how it works when you. It reminds me of like how like when you when you order pizza online. Um, and you're like choosing, you're choosing like what to put on. You have like the little animated pizza and you put the, I, you probably don't do that Pete cause you get like real New York pizza, <laughs> but, but like when you order like from, from like, you know, Domino's or whatever, it'll be like an animated, uh, like an animated, like little like pizza. And then you put the toppings on and it's like this whole like animated thing. Yeah. Um, sorry. Imagine that, a a pizza hut like red box thing would work. Huh. But, yeah. Um, or, you know, could be, they didn't really envision this at the time, probably, but the kind of Costco, you know, could be just go buy, you know, 32 pizzas. Right. You know, in a thing. And it's like, oh, it's like when you, when you get the variety pack of oatmeal and then at the end, the only one that's left is, you know, the one that nobody liked, whichever one yeah. was in your family. And so maybe that uh, the pepperoni and, and green peppers is the unpopular one that they had left over. Oh, that's that's not a bad. Oh yeah, because Marlene it looks like picked her green peppers off too. Yeah. So like that's something that Marlene and Marty Junior have in common is they like cheese pizza. <laughs> they pick off the toppings. But cheese is going to go first, probably. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and then Mar- Mar- Marlene also, I- I'm noticing her belt has musical notes on it. Oh. Nice. It's an interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. That's interesting weird. Outfit. Um, yeah, that pitcher. I think it's iced tea. I think it's brewing, but I I think the uh, the uh, pitcher, like the the prop people, built it wrong because it's like messing up for Michael J. Fox while he's trying to pour it. Like it keeps stopping. Right. Because that, I think that adds to the comedy, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that again, that rumpled kind of you know. Schlub. Right. I like that it just keeps, it just keeps, <laughs> you can't get it to work. Yeah. I just, I keep getting very like 
Jack Lemon and Glengarry, Glenn Ross, like yeah, Gill yeah. vibes from this version of Marty. Totally. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um Yeah, and then the uh the, the fruit comes down. And uh I like that he says fruit <laughs> and the fruit doesn't come down, and then so he's like fruit please and then it comes down and then he's like thank you <laughs> so i like the idea that that this that this uh this this garden center is like a is like a temperamental droid or something right, <laughs> like, yeah. you're, be polite or you're not getting any fruit <laughs> well hopefully that's a that's a like a parental setting that they're like all right oh like, yeah say please so they learn their manners yeah that's his that's his so, his hair is so greasy it's so greasy. I, I think he's saving the pepperonis to wipe them all in his hair. <laughs> his hair is disgusting. But 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 no, going back to the politeness thing, uh, he has to be polite to get the garden center to go. And Grandpa Lorraine says, "Hydrate level four, please." Yeah. See. So maybe maybe there yeah maybe you're right maybe there's like parental settings for politeness. <laughs> I don't know. My mom has had some very kind conversations with her Siri that she didn't need to have. <laughs> That's true. That's true. My grandpa had some very unkind ones uh, <laughs> that he didn't need to have <laughs> with his GPS. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I like. Yeah, I, I really. I, I like the focus on fruit. I really do. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a weird, it's a weirdly organic choice for such an artificial environment. Yeah, like you would think their fruit would be like dried or like you know in gummy form, you know. Right. Um. Yeah, I I, I really like that. Uh. So the. Uh, the glasses that they're wearing, I had always thought that they were like VR things, like they were sure. playing game because, because they had referenced like earlier when uh, Elijah Wood was in the movie and uh, they Marty is like telling, showing them how to play that video game, and they're like, oh, "You mean right. you have to use your hands? That's like a baby's toy." Come on, guys. So I always thought that this was paying that off in some way that these. <laughs> these glasses are uh, related to what they were talking about. Like it's, it's something that you don't need to use your hands or whatever. But um, uh, according to the paradox draft, uh, which goes into a little bit more detail about like what those are, um, Marty says uh, he calls, he calls the, he calls junior for dinner time. And Marty says, but I'm watching TV and Marty says, well, get your glasses. We eat at the table when your grandparents are here. And Marty Jr. says, uh, I can, oh, dad, I can only watch two shows at once on my glasses. Oh, so, so they're watching TV. They're watching TV. Interesting. Somehow, I always assume that they're watching TV. And I'm not. Maybe because they're not being very active in their like movements or whatever. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. And they yeah. have that kind of like slightly upturned neck. Right. Yeah, that's true. I know so all this about is oddly prophetic because you know I'm sure millions of teenagers across the country are like watching New Girl on their iPad while having dinner, you know, <laughs> right? When yeah. After were. Marty Junior says that, old Marty says, "Yeah, you kids really have it tough." When I was your age, if I wanted to watch two shows at once, I had to put two sets next to each other. 
Just a weird thing to say because why would anyone do that? Yeah, me and my friends wanted to play Halo. We had to do like a LAN party and get like five <laughs> Well, I mean that's one thing. That's that's legit. Um, yeah. Marty Marty went through a total LAN phase in the early two thousand. <laughs> um, he mumbles something about what what channel the like dismemberment channel or something like that. What is he? I don't know. Who who meant who who Marty, Marty Junior does it something about the atrocities channel I think that's it the atrocity channel the atroc oh maybe that's what the uh, the atom bomb was oh right yeah, yeah. he likes watching atrocities oh man <laughs> I love that Marty Junior's shirt is all broke or his jacket's all broken <laughs> why is he wearing his jacket he's inside well, he hasn't even loosened his tie yet. Ties yet? Oh, uh, I'm Marty. Marty Jr. Oh, Marty Jr. Oh, yeah. People wear their jackets in the house. Yeah, cool kids too. Cool kids. This uh, this kitchen reminds me. This kitchen reminds me of the kitchen from Gremlins. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it just like has all of those uh, gadgets and stuff everywhere. Another Amblin movie. Yeah. Right. Go. Yeah. Consistent kitchens. Yeah. Totally. It's my favorite movie um, the news album. <laughs> yeah, the uh the only other uh addition in the um in the in the well, okay, so the other the other thing is that so so Marty Jr. is watching TV. Marlene is talking on the phone in her uh in her uh, video glasses. Huh. Um because there's a moment where when when uh, when Needles calls um, in the next minute, uh, her call gets interrupted, um, and that's why she's so upset. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's so so so. And then the other difference when the cab driver drops off Biff, which comes later in this draft, uh, the bill is only seventy four fifty. So they added another hundred dollars when they when they went to the next draft. Um, <laughs> Just a, just a extra extra digit. That sounds um, like a like an executive note. Yeah. Oh, uh, not not big enough. Go higher. One hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah. One hundred and seventy four. Uh, and also, Junior's watching ESPN and, hmm. and yelling about sports at the table. Oh yeah. Just well, that, in the background, I just I see in in the I, I I've breached the uh, I've made it to the Futurepedia. Oh. Because um, I looked up the Atrocity Channel. Oh, and okay. It, it said the Atrocity Channel is Channel Fifty Seven, <laughs> um, and uh, according to the Newsline column on the front page of the October twenty second, twenty fifteen issue of USA Today, the channel's immolation special had achieved super hot ratings. <laughs> and the emulation. Emmer oh. Everett Pilsen had announced a cutting edge follow up entitled "Evisceration Through the Ages." And uh, Marty's wearing that, watching it on his left lens of his video glasses when they sit down for dinner. That was very specific. And uh, in the right lens, he's uh, watching ESPN's coverage of the IFL Chicago Bears versus Spacers game on channel 211D. <laughs> the Spacers, nice. Must have been from the novelization, that detail. Probably. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. The novelization? Yeah, appearances, Back to the Future 2 novelization. Okay, I like the novelization for Back to the Future Part Two. Um, 
So the uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was that uh, while Lorraine is hydrating the pizza, she is mentioning how she, she thinks it would be nice if they threw a little party for him. And old Marty says, Mom, before we plan a party for Uncle Joey, let's see if he makes parole. <laughs> Which, I like the joke. I like... Uh, it's another recurring joke, you know, and, and uncle Joey isn't mentioned in the sequels at all. I don't think. Um, but I like this particular one because, uh, it has a very specific tone of like the, of like the dad and mom relationship, like the grown or the grown up, the grown up son. And then like the grandma, you know, sure. Like, like that, that thing is just like, it's just like, ah, mom, like that moment where you switch, from them taking care of you to you kind of taking care of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I like, I like that little beat because of what it says about the relationship. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really like right. that. Um, and, uh, and we get a recurrence of, uh, the Kurt of Marlene telling someone to nump off. <laughs> which we, <laughs> we had somebody else say something about numping earlier um in an earlier uh minute i think last week or something but uh interesting interesting future slang right going on uh, they never and, quite get it right yeah they never, they never do it's always really strange um yeah so then uh uh in the 67 draft um norman is trying to get uh, yeah, so old Norman comes home and uh, it says, good evening, Marty. Your pre-requested beverage will be processed in 90 seconds. This is the house talking. Uh-huh. Uh, and then she sees old Marty and he answers through the front door and his hair is gray, but he's very dapper. He's got a blazer and a tie and, and he looks really good. And Jennifer is hopeful as she's like gazing into the house from the bush outside. And then he turns and she sees at the back of his blazer says Gomez valet parking. Oh, so he is a, he is a valet driver. He's Um, a parker. He's a parker. Yep. That's sad. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, definitely a downgrade from, um, what he is in, uh, in the movie, which apparently he works at some sort of plant of some kind. Yeah. Is it a downgrade? I don't know. I mean, to to the to the audience in nineteen eighty nine, probably, but right. I don't know. If you're a, you know in twenty fifteen yeah. at a desk, you know, a desk job at a plant of some sort versus right. you know actually driving cars for a living. <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, so it depends on where you're at. Right. Yeah, I don't know. What 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 do you think, Nick? Yeah, I mean, there are, you know there there are certainly worse ways to make a living. I guess that's true. <laughs> but I get I guess but it's I guess it's the idea that he's like forty seven and he's a valet parker. Right. Sure. Is is I guess the idea. I mean, I mean that is the joke. Yes. That he's yeah. Like, and and the fact like yeah, I guess it would be one thing if you were like a valet parker in like New York or L A or something, but the fact that he's doing it in Hill Valley. Right. Like, <laughs> How much work could you possibly have to do, you know? It's probably like a sad restaurant that he was working at, you know, that yeah. they're contracted to. Uh-huh. 
yeah, so other than him coming home, so he comes home and there's this whole back and forth between him and Norman where Norman is asking uh, asking him if he can talk to him about something and Marty's like, not now, Norman, I'm busy. And he's obviously not. It's just one of those things where like, it's the it's the dad who doesn't have time for his own kids right. situation. Um, and Norman even says, but dad is important. He's like, I don't have time today right now. Or I don't have time right now, maybe tomorrow. Just like, it's just like a really, kind of a really shitty thing to say to your kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really weird. But uh, then there's uh, Martin Mar- goes over to the phone and there's this loud electronic jamming tone. And he says, uh, what, what's with the jamming? I've got a major hunch on tonight's lottery. The pot's up to $48 million. And Doris says, Mom had the exchange blocked. She doesn't want you throwing any more money away. Marty says that the lottery is an investment. The key to our future. Doesn't your mother understand that? Huh. <laughs> and then uh, the, the computer voice says, welcome home, Jennifer. Um, so so uh, I... It's weird that Marty isn't just a loser in the 67 draft. It also seems like he's dumber than he was in 1985. <laughs> like the the lottery is the key to your future. Do you do you know what a lottery is or how it works? What's it say he had a lead on the lottery? No, a hunch. Oh, a hunch. Okay. That, that's Yeah. Not even a lead. More consistent. Yeah. If he had a lead on the lottery, then something was up, maybe. But. Yeah. But uh, no, no, just a hunch. Just a hunch. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I know. A hunch. Wait, is, so is that the same draft that the... Uh, with, like, who who has three hours to spend at the hospital or whatever? Uh, no, that is the, huh. that is the uh, Paradox draft. Oh, all right. Because yeah. it's going to say there's like a theme of, you know, like nobody has time to do anything. Oh, right. So, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, could still be there kind of behind the scenes a little bit. But right. If it was if those are from the same draft, it'd be more consistent. I'd... Yeah. George isn't in uh, the 67 draft uh, because he's dead. Yeah, right. um, because the 67 draft was written the first time that Chris McGlover said he wasn't coming back. Right. And then the paradox draft was written in the time where he was going to come back and then obviously didn't. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. So that's, uh, so yeah, he's not in the 67 draft at all. He's, uh, the, the plot of that one is, um, he's dead in 2015. Uh, and, and Lorraine is like dedicated a hospital to him and, all these things. And then uh, in 67, Marty was born in 1968. So uh, the thing that he's trying to make happen is actually his conception. Um, <laughs> and George, George in 67, like Lorraine and George are married and they're going to go on a vacation, but he's in jail and Lorraine bails him out of jail and, uh, and doesn't have the money to go to see George. So now the the night that he was going to be conceived is in question. And so they have to get Lorraine to San Francisco in time for Marty to get conceived. A little weird. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, and Lorraine's like a flower child, like a hippie. 
<laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, um, that's uh, that's all I got for minute thirty four. You have any? No, else? I'm good. You're good. I had one uh, one follow up note earlier. You you mentioned the novelization, and I had to look up who did the novelization. It was a guy named Craig Shaw Gardner. Uh huh. And here's another Batman Returns connection. He also wrote that. Oh, Batman and Batman Returns, and the Lost Boys, and a couple of other ones. But God, I love those old movie novelizations. Yeah, I I like the idea of them more than I bought a couple not too long ago and went to go read them, and I was like, oh no, wait, I don't really want to read this right now. I like the idea of it. Yeah, but, yeah. I like the idea of having like a shelf full of them just to have them. Right. They're they're just like neat little like prop things, but <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, yeah, if you want to visit our website, duelinggenre.com, you can always do that. Contact at contact at back to the future minute.com. Tweet us at BTTF minute. Tumble at us at BTTF minute.tumblr.com. We love hearing from you guys on the social media, including Facebook, iTunes. Leave a five star review. Listen to our Doctor Who podcast, The Doctor's Companion, with our irreplaceable co host, Cassandra Fredrickson. Geek by Night, the show we're extremely proud of. It's so good. It comes back in July. Please subscribe to it and listen to it. And if you like any of the podcasts that you hear from us, you can help us out at duelinggenre.com slash support. We are under $100 away from being able to have our weekend edition of the show, uh, Back to the Future, the No Roads edition. And as always, you can listen to the ever-expanding Minute Podcast Syndicate family thing. Uh, we got Star Wars Minute, Indiana Jones Minute, Jaws Minute, Wrath of Khan Minute. And most recently, the Spider-Man of the group is uh, Alien Minute, which we're very excited to see uh, them get started. Uh, I like I like calling them the Spider-Man of the group. That's um, so uh, so yeah, we'll be back uh, tomorrow to wrap up the week with Minute Thirty Five. Bye guys. Bye. See you.